Absolutely. Holiday week, so lots to look forward to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I noticed y'all had some red and green uh, pins that came out. People were gobbling up. Yes, yes, they are. Um, they're really cute for holidays, and then they kind of spill over into maybe Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day. So it's always fun to have something different. Yeah, if anyone's wanting to send me a Valentine out there, I'll I'll definitely take a <laughs> Mystica. Um <laughs> But back to the serious conversation, uh, could you maybe give a little bit of uh, background about who you are, um, also why you wanted to come work for TrueLeave in the medical marijuana industry? I always like to give people a little background. Yeah. So I've, I've been in healthcare marketing for a long time, and um, I was actually working um, for one of our partners um, in another industry. And when this opportunity came up, it was... Definitely not something that I would have imagined myself doing, but I'm extremely passionate, one, about healthcare, two, about um, really getting back to holistic healthcare as, as much as we can. Um, I think, you know, modern medicine and science has done some incredible things for our healthcare system, but I think there is such an amazing opportunity to really get back to things that we've been using for, you know, thousands of years and, uh, you know, food-based diets and, and things like cannabis. And, um, you know, I personally have lost someone really close to me to brain cancer several years ago. And I remember back then researching and learning about this and it just not being available. Um, and nobody would talk about it. And, you know, it was really disappointing. And so when this came up, it was just kind of a, a no brainer. And I think there's, so much opportunity to for all of us to learn and to educate and I it wasn't really even um a conversation I had to have with myself it was like absolutely you know what can I do when can I start and how can I help what exactly is your role at true leave well it's always evolving but generally it's uh community relations uh, when we when we first started this role so I came on board last summer um, in July, right after we opened our first store in Tallahassee. And we had a store and there were very few doctors doing this at the time, maybe in the whole state, 30 um, in Tallahassee alone, maybe just two or three. I mean, there just really wasn't a program at the time, but we had a store and we knew that it was critical for patient growth to obviously have physicians who would see patients and recommend this for patients. So my, my, you know, my first task in this role, I literally went door to door to doctor's offices in Tallahassee trying to sell them on the idea of medical cannabis and learning about it and taking the course. And it was a very interesting, uh, I guess, location to kind of start that journey to try to, you know, bring doctors on board and, and learn about the program. Um, what I learned through that is it's it's really not something that you can, I guess, convince people to do. They really have to have a calling for it, and they really have to want to do it. 
And luckily, you know, we saw it take off um, as the election and the amendment passed. And we saw a lot of doctors just organically come on board. And that was really nice. So we have now probably over 1,300 doctors. But yeah, I can remember um, just when there were a couple and going door to door and really trying to educate physicians. And um, it was it, it's a tough sell, um, you know, when, when people aren't really familiar or educated on it. Yeah, I, I've worked in the healthcare industry myself um, in my early 20s for a number of years. Convincing doctors of things is a tough battle in and of itself. They don't have much time. They're right. overworked and you have to be really effective really quick. Now, you mentioned you were going door to door. I think I remember when the store opened in Tallahassee, there wasn't even a doctor in town that could recommend at that time. No, I don't, I don't believe there, or if they, so a lot of times doctors will take the course, but they just don't necessarily get started and seeing patients. And, and there's a lot of sort of infrastructure a doctor's office has to put in place in order to really open up and run a successful medical cannabis recommendation practice. And, you know, they just, they just weren't quite there yet. And uh, I know there were a few patients back then, but not very many. And I think, you know, True Leaves whole, um, you know, I think our, our plan is to keep building and keep growing. And I think that with that said, having opening stores, we knew that there would have to be doctors and patients. So we're kind of proud to sort of head up that journey, but, um, it's, it, it was difficult in the beginning. Now it's really just about trying to meet and educate the doctors that have signed up to do it and help patients find those doctors because now they're out there. So now it's about kind of matching up the patient with the physician and then helping the physician really through this process of how to make a recommendation and get patients access to the products they need. Yeah, that's really important. And um, I know a lot of these physicians that are uh, deciding to incorporate it in their practice, it's, it's new to them. They may not have even used cannabis prior to this. And dosing has been kind of all over the board just from talking to patients. What's your feedback been from the doctors on dosing? Because there's no real guidelines from the state or anything like that. Yeah, there's no guidelines from the state. And there's also, so doctors really, they're used to being given very scientific, very concrete information about dosing for any kind of medication. And typically it's because medications, you know, can be dangerous and then having side effects and interactions with other medications. So they've, they've studied their whole careers and then, you know, lived through all of their practicing, having real, having to follow a very specific formula or else there could be consequences. So cannabis is the complete opposite of that. And, trying to kind of untrain a very trained brain is, is challenging. And so they really want to try to understand, well, how exactly how many milligrams for this specific patient in this specific condition. And what we try to educate on is, you know, everybody's endocannabinoid system is different. And so you could have two patients, same age, same disease, medicating in different ways with different products. Because a lot of times it comes down to a preference, um, you know, a lot of times a price point. And it's really just about working with that patient to find the right combination of products that work for them. So we've done, we, we created, we knew early on that this would be very challenging. And so we created a website called uh, Dr. True Leave, drtrueleave.com. And on that website, we obviously loaded it with tons of information about, you know, how to get started 
how to all the forms that they need from the Department of Health and the process. But we also created a research tab so that we could put out research stories and condition-specific information. But a lot of the information out there about cannabis are just stories from patients. And it's it's hard to take those experiences and those stories and make them relatable to, you know, studies on other medications that have been done for 10 to 20 years before the information is sent out to physicians. So it's a huge um, change in their industry to now have a medication that doesn't have any direction. <laughs> it's it's a challenge. They're trained normally when dealing with, um, you know, pharmacology to mitigate dangers in their medicine. Right. And cannabis, there isn't any. And then trying to explain that to them, and they're used to peer-reviewed journals with double-blind placebo trials, and we just have, you know, tons of anecdotal reports, uh, videos mm-hmm. on social media, people stopping seizures midway. So I can I can see how they might be, some might be skeptical and take a while to kind of catch on. A lot of it is is skepticism in, you know, how or if it will work and how they, how they dose it up. And then, you know, there's also challenges in, in order for this to be successful in what you've seen in, in the physician's practices that have a lot of patients and operate successfully is you really need a team of people within your office to help you. You know, the phone, I remember in the beginning, just the few doctors that were doing it, their phones were ringing off the hook. They couldn't even handle the phone calls. So you need someone to really be able to answer the phone for patients, answer questions, help the patient through the process, because for the most part, they're new to this too. And then help navigate the state's database and all the paperwork that the state requires, as well as navigate the law. A big part of our job is just educating physicians on the rules and helping them sort of digest the 87 pages, I think it is, of, of the uh, bill. So we were able to kind of cut that down into the most important pieces for the physicians and put it into a four-page document that they could read quickly because they don't have a lot of time to sit through and read 87 pages worth of, of rules. Um, so that, that definitely helped a lot. And then there's some organizations out there, too, um, doing a good job um, consulting physicians, um, you know, outside of the dispensing organizations, trying to help physicians get practices set up and educated and, and learn all the products and processes. So it's, it's an evolving process. I think we've come a really long way in a year. Um, we still have a long way to go, but as more dispensaries come on board, they're all building their own education teams. And so the more education that's out there, the better. Um, the challenge with that we all have different products. So we're all sort of out educating in our, our unique ways. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think I, I get so excited when I see other MMTCs with, with teams coming on board to get out and see doctors because I know it's just one more touch point for a physician and we need the help. So I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. The, the physicians are the gatekeepers of this entire program. Absolutely. And I mean, as much as True Leave does, and y'all do a ton, I mean, the state of Florida is huge. So, yeah, I love seeing other MMTCs and hearing about them. Um, speaking with some of your community educator team, you know, I found out that most of the other MMTCs that are dispensing right now have some form of a program, which is good um, because I even get emails and phone calls from doctors looking to open up practices, and they just don't really know what to do 
like you said, they don't have much time, so they want someone to just kind of break it down to the brass tacks and give it to them real quick, and then they can make a decision. 87 pages, you're not going to get a doctor to read that. Not happening. No. I mean. <laughs> just not happening. Not not one that's busy. I mean, no, you know, 50, well, exactly. 50 cases a day. Um, now, your community education team, I've met, I think most of them, I've met Mitch, Renee, John, and I forget the really sweet girl that's Janelle's. down. Yes, Janelle's down in South Florida. I didn't realize that they actually went out and engaged the physicians. I just thought that, you know, I saw John at events, and then um, one day I saw Renee and spoke with her some. Can you tell me a little bit about what they do? Yeah, absolutely. So their their primary role is twofold. So they their number one patient or customer, I guess right now, is the physician. Um, because like you said before, if the physicians aren't engaged in seeing patients, then the whole program doesn't succeed. So they, they're all assigned sort of a territory near where they live so that they can be the best resource for those physicians as possible. And every day they're out in doctor's offices, new doctors and, and doctors that have been doing it a while, just making sure they have all the resources that they need. They have education on our products, maybe former products or products that are about to hit soon that they get they get immediate help with any patient issues that might come up. Um, most of the doctors will, you know, in a pinch if they if they have an instance where, you know, hey, I have a patient, it's a really particular situation, we can give them, you know, a lot of support. Sometimes patients are hesitant to come to the dispensary. So the doctors will give us a little bit of a heads up, hey, you know, this this person's coming and they're a little nervous and we can make their experience even better. We'll let the manager know, you know, this patient's coming. They're a little nervous on their first time. Um, so we try to be as a, as white glove, I guess, to the physicians as we possibly can. Um, any issues, and it, and it works both ways. So if they have any challenges, you know, with a patient finding a product or, um, you know, with an experience at a store or over the phone, they're not afraid to tell us either. And we can immediately, you know, remedy whatever the the situation may be. So it's a really a two-way street. And I think it helps us um, become even better. We have had doctors make some really awesome uh, product suggestions that we've implemented. Uh, I know the one-to-one tincture product is a direct result of doctors begging us for that product. Some of our changes in our vape cartridges where we change the, the color tips to differentiate sativa indica hybrid Um, we've changed the color of our capsules to do the same thing. Those were doctor recommendations, um, that have come out, you know, from patient safety concerns and we really listen and we implement those changes. So it's a, it's a really good partnership because if, you know, physicians are dealing with the patients and they understand, you know, what happens after they leave the dispensary and go home and try the products. Whereas we, we don't necessarily hear all those stories. So it's important that they communicate back to us patient experiences, um, one of the things we're really working on improving next year is telling those patient stories. I hear them all the time from doctors, and we're working really hard to capture a good outlet to share those because it's been a year now where a lot of these patients have had some pretty incredible results, and we want to scream those stories from the rooftops. So they're going to be instrumental in helping us capture all those really important results um, that the doctors are seeing from our products. And then the other part of their their role is the events and getting out and educating the community. 
So per the law, we have a lot of restrictions around what we can do for advertising, for letting people know that this program is available and they can find a doctor. And because of that, it's a challenge to help doctors um, find patients. So the events and the sponsorships of education events are one way that we can do that. So we're always looking for events that we can um, participate in. And with a team this size, and then, you know, eventually when we start to grow even more, we'll be able to do even more events. In the beginning, it was difficult as a one-man show, but it's so (laughs) awesome now to have a team of people. So if something pops up, we're like, yes, we'll definitely be there because, I mean, it's just, it's a real grassroots um, industry right now. I mean, door-to-door event by event, patient by patient, you know, we're, we're growing the industry. So those are really sort of their two main functions. And then of course, I mean, as, as we grow, they always take on, you know, little special projects and roles and things like that. But, um, those are our two major, our two major customer bases right now, the physicians and the patients and whatever we can do to support and connect those two groups. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to do every day. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure this is your opportunity ncia's new industry socials are coming soon to portland maine new jersey pittsburgh baltimore and miami sponsorship opportunities available register today Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like you said, there's some restrictions by some, I mean, a lot on advertising, and that happens everywhere Mm -hmm. in every medical marijuana program. It gets even more ridiculous with adult use sometimes with the restrictions. But um, right. That also has the unintended consequence of you having to directly engage people, which has its benefits in itself. You were talking about y'all are going to start compiling and trying to publicize some of like the patient stories that have been coming in over the last year uh, without getting, you know, breaking anyone's anonymity. C- could you tell like, you know, maybe a couple of them, some of the ones you've heard that maybe stick out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so PTSD is a huge one, and I probably see that one weekly. Um, I'm not in the dispensary all the time, but it seems like every time I am in one of the dispensaries, I meet a veteran with PTSD that's 
like his, their, his whole life has changed or her whole life has changed. And that's a huge one. I mean, just they're functioning again. They're out in the community again. I see a lot of, um, people who were homebound and now they're driving, um, they're visiting family, they're traveling. It's unbelievable. Um, there was a, I've got a million, but there was one, um, very interesting old lady who couldn't, um, feed herself. I mean, her tremors were so severe Wow! and just on this, in, you know, no driving. I mean, really couldn't do anything for herself. And just on the CBD product alone, the tincture under the tongue, she's now driving herself to the doctor's appointment and to her other appointments and seeing family and eating whatever she wants, feeding herself. And, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't that old to be unable to do those things. And so that was an incredible story. My favorite probably so far was, uh, I think he's seven now, but is a young, a young child who was born, um, with a brain tumor, uh, inoperable, you know, there was just nothing that modern medicine could do about it. And so because of that, he never really, never learned to walk, never really got developmentally where he should have been. Um, and then after, you know, seeing a doctor and, and starting, I don't know what the exact regimen of products he was on. Um, that, that tumor is now from the doctor's report gone. I don't know at what degree. Um, and he, I was watching a, a video this doctor had taped at his office. He's learning to walk now. Um, and just learning to speak again and learning to get back to that, you know, the seven-year-old level that he should have been at without that. So it's, I don't know, it's just that kind of stuff. If we don't begin to capture that information and share it, it's doing this whole industry like the most disservice because you just can't like, you just can't even believe that that's happening. I mean, we all, you know, we all obviously believe in it and support it and see stories. But some of these stories are so incredible that it's like maddening that we haven't had this our whole lives. So it's just, I, I don't know. I, we're, it's one of those things that I think would just, if we can't figure out how to capture that information and scream it from the rooftops, then, you know, we're really not doing our job. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's interesting that your favorite story was the one about the child who's, you know, basically or develop himself as he should Mm -hmm. have. I made a video uh, last night that I put out today, and it was about a study that some researchers in Texas did. Excuse me. And they found out that over time, cannabis users have more connectivity, both functional and structural in the brain. When I thought about that, it it started to make sense because I've heard stories just like what you're saying. The founder of We Are Rare, a charity I work with, her son is starting to, I mean, not starting, but he's now communicating, whereas before he wasn't. Noah can communicate with Trisha uh, before he couldn't. I mean, before he's, you know, just seizuring all the time, much less communicating. It's amazing stuff, and you're right. It's a huge disservice to anybody involved in this industry if we don't tell these stories loud and proud because... That's what wins the hearts over sometimes of these people that have been hardened with propaganda for the last three generations. Yeah. And I think at True Leave, I mean, we, because we have been so aggressive with our growth and our locations, I mean, we've seen a vast majority of these patients. And so I think at True Leave, 
we have a, I mean, we all as MMTCs have a responsibility, but we, I think, have a huge responsibility because we, these stories exist. And, you know, another reason why we've built this community education team is because as we hear them, we can start to react and share them. Now, not everybody's going to want to share their story, but um, we send out customer service satisfaction surveys um, to our customers. And the last time I did it, we asked, you know, would you be willing to share your story? And I got a ton, hundreds, hundreds of people responded. Absolutely. Um, There's certain, you know, reasons why people may not want to share and that's fine too. But even a percentage, a small percentage of patients sharing their story is better than none. And so we just really have to put a huge focus on that next year to start. We've got a lot of data out there um, and we just need to capture it and figure out how to how to share it. Yeah, there's a ton of data. I mean, even if you just um, follow y'all's Facebook page, you'll look in the comments and mm-hmm. see stories. Y'all have done an exceptional job of shouldering that responsibility, though. Uh, you're out in front everywhere. The engagement by y'all's CEO is, I, I still don't know how she does it on Facebook. She, I mean, I, right, can't, I, I, I can't even <laughs> respond to like that many people and somehow she's doing it and everything else. Y'all are awesome. Uh, the whole team, everyone I've met at Leave has always been really positive, upbeat, passionate about what they do, you know, and a, an extremely diverse group of people too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what makes Leave so successful is, I mean, we're all, it's one of the questions I always ask people in an interview is, you know, are you willing to really um, put your entire life into this? Because that's, what it is. Um, and, and it's at this whole industry, not even just in Florida, but in our country is still at very much a startup phase. And that's just what's required. I mean, it's day and night. It's, you never really stop thinking about what you need to do today, but also you've got to think about what's coming and what you need to think about for tomorrow and the weeks and the months and the years ahead. And, I don't know. We are all passionate about it. We're passionate. We have tons of experience from different um, industries that we're bringing into it. And it's just, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, the, the growth in just the last year and a half has been unbelievable, but it's fun to see everything evolve. And sometimes you're like, you look back and you're like, how did we do all that? <laughs> um, it's been pretty awesome, but I think it just, it has to be passion or else it comes off superficial. So I think that's one thing that we definitely have going for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from the, the grow to the dispensaries to the call center, uh, every, everyone's super happy. What's it like working there at TrueLeave as, as an employee? It seems like I like, like a family, to be honest. We do. I mean, you have to. I think that our individual families probably feel that way too, um, that they've now taken on (laughs) (laughs) hundreds of other, hundreds of other people in the family, but you have to, I mean, you know, the text messages and phone calls are nonstop because there's always, there's always something that we can be or need to be doing to be better. And there's a lot of patients that rely on us. And if you really sit down and think about it, it it can be overwhelming. And so you just get up every morning and think, okay, if I can just accomplish, you know, these few tasks, this is going to make a big difference. And if, if you look at the big picture, it can be overwhelming. And so it's really just a day to day. What do we need to do today to be better, 
to get this product out, to resolve this issue. And we're all really involved at, at the very like ground level. I mean, if one customer comes to us with an issue, there's a lot of people that get involved in, in fixing that issue. Um, you know, especially if there's something we need to adjust or tweak, but you know, we're all very, and just like you mentioned Facebook, like we're all extremely involved in every single patient or doctor or products or location, just so we never lose grasp on what's important. And, uh, I think when you stop looking at the day to day, you kind of lose track of it, but it's, it's really, honestly, it's, it's fun. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a job that I've been so proud to be a part of, or, you know, I feel like I really am making a difference. People always say like, Oh, I want to make a difference. And I want to, you know, do something I'm passionate about. And, um, it's not always easy to find that. And, you know, I've looked for a long time finding something that you really feel good about. Even when there's problems, you know, like people are being helped and people are, people's lives are changing. And, even on the hardest days, if, if that's what you come back to, it makes it all worth it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, changing people's lives every day, somebody new. Yeah. And it has like a domino effect too. Once somebody's lives gets changed, everyone that's in their close inner circle is going to hear it and know that story to be true on a firsthand basis. And I think that organic growth we're starting to see happen in the industry because the patient counts, despite a lot of people's issues with not having flour in that, are going through the roof faster than any other program in the history. Uh, is it hard Is it hard sometimes to even project where y'all are going to be in the next month? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's hard. You know, we just, I had just sat down with my whole education team and we kind of you know, brainstormed what, what our goals are for next year and what our challenges are and estimating the growth is a huge challenge. I mean, we try to keep uh, a pulse, you know, chatting with physicians and, you know, obviously if they're growing quickly, then we can also assume that, you know, we'll see more patients, but it's a big challenge. I mean, we operate a pretty robust call center, um, that we're proud of, but being able to know, any given day, how many phone calls are going to come in, there's just no trends and there's no history to find that information. And so we just have to, we are growing and we just have. I mean, I, I absolutely have no idea what just happened. Oh, that's uh, okay. The phone call didn't, the Skype call didn't drop, just the audio did. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. Um, I think the last thing that you were saying before we dropped was, um, you know, knowing how many calls you get from one day to the next. Yeah, I can I can kind of go back so you can edit it out a little bit better. But okay. um, yeah, I think it's a huge challenge for our call center because, you know, we we want to set an expectation in this industry that patients can get the help they need and doctors as well. We, we specifically have a, a line for doctors to get immediate support. And it's just a challenge in estimating how many cards might be issued in a week or how many new patients are going to come on board. So it's a, it's an important role for our community education team to try to, I guess, you know, through having conversations with physicians, try to estimate that growth. But, you know, there's just not a lot of history or trends that we can draw from. So, you know, I remember um, we started with four people in our call center and back then that was enough. And now we're over 30 and it's, 
it's not enough. So we're just growing and we're, we're just every morning again, we wake up and we think, okay, we're going to just keep hiring and keep training and keep growing because the industry will. And, you know, at some point, maybe we'll have some information to help us forecast. But for now, it's just go time. Yeah, absolutely. I spoke with Kim uh, about a week ago, and I think at that count on that day, you were at like 425 employees mm-hmm. and growing. And, you know, there's a lot of things that affect um, how many people are going to come onto the system, too, because at any moment, one of these lawsuits could go through and we have whole flower and home grows. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> which would essentially double the market, I would I would guess, because 60% of the market around the country is whole flower. And a lot of people are not even going to get their card until they can have that option. Right, right. So, for instance, if the Joe Redner lawsuit comes through, that would be a big surge, I would think. I don't disagree. Um, and I think there, like we know from talking to physicians, there are definitely enough doctors out there that want more patients. So I do feel Absolutely. good about the physician's capacity to see more patients. So that's exciting. Um, and we see actually new doctors coming on board every week. So I think if we can just, I just want to make sure that, you know, as the doctors, doctors don't get discouraged waiting for the patients and patients don't get discouraged waiting for the flower. And it's just kind of this like full uh, spectrum that everybody has to be like everybody's got to do their role and get, you know, the products that they want and need. And the doctors, you know, I always tell doctors, just be patient. You know, it's coming. Um, the patient count is growing every day and we just got to get the word out there. So we try to help, you know, physicians in their marketing as well and trying to help them, you know, reach out to more patients. So it's a really, it's a really interesting time, but you know, patients and we're going to, we're going to get there and look back and think, wow, that, that was really, that was a tough time, but we overcame it. So we're just, you know, you just got to hang in there and we'll get there. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Well, let me ask you. So, you know, you're obviously out at almost, you know, every cannabis-related event throughout the state. What is your perception on how the industry is moving, being a physician-led industry, how do you feel the progress has been in, in the people you've interacted with? Well, oh, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I've been interacting and speaking with doctors, networking around the state since, you know, the low THC days, and even before that. I guess I'll split it up into, like, a couple little areas. In the beginning, it was really slow. Mm-hmm. Now that the program has seemed to found some of its legs up underneath it, and a lot of that's come through the events, uh, the community engagement, the conferences that are being held, I think the progress has been remarkable. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit longer before we hit 100,000 patients, and it's probably going to happen before summer. Yeah, I would agree with that. The the physicians, uh, the, there there's two categories. There's the ones that seem to have more patients than they know what to do with. And then there's some other ones that don't seem to have enough patients. And I think that's because what you mentioned earlier about this being kind of a grassroots movement, a lot of the doctors that are doing the best are actually really, really involved. Yeah, yep. And... I think that that's important for any physician. If you're wanting to do this, this is not going to be like a typical practice. It is going to require some engagement in the community, uh, either through, you know, direct engagement on, on their own or groups like myself, Florida Cannabis Coalition, Mission Zero. There's Minorities for Medical Marijuana. I mean, there there's tons of great organizations. But I think it's overall been a great success. I mean, by last count... Truly keeps running out of products, so the you know the whole supply demand thing, and that's not because you don't make enough. I mean, it, right? In, in effect, it is, but it's because of the uh, enormous demand. Right. It's it's growing faster than anyone can build out a facility to keep up with, and it's going to be like that for a while, I think, which is a good thing. And it also presents its own challenges because, um, as you know, you and all the other licensees are limited to 25 retail stores. They're not issuing licenses at a fast clip. So at some point, it's going to bottleneck. And I'm hoping that they remove that restriction before it sunsets because people just aren't coming online fast enough. I mean, nobody's doing what you guys are doing. I, I mean... People are like at a snail's pace. Well, I mean, listen, I'll tell you from from experiencing it, living through it and doing it, it really is a huge challenge. I mean, when I say, you know, we don't get a lot of sleep, I mean it. Like, you know, we're, oh, I believe you. you know, grand opening days. It's like 4 a.m. text messages. So what about this and that? Do we have this? And, um, you know, we, I, I don't know. It just really takes a, a you know, a special kind of personality to just keep, keep going. Um, and it's, it's not easy, but then when you see those patients at the store, you're like, this, 
why aren't we moving fast enough? I mean, this is like, this is, this is incredible. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but I think it's just, it's, it's a real, you just really have to put one foot in front of the other and, and don't look back and wonder, you know, are we doing this the right way? Just keep moving, keep listening to patients and patients are not shy about telling you ways to improve. And if there's one thing that we, is that we do, it's listen to their feedback and, you know, try to implement as many of the things that they suggest us and, and they do it all the time and they have some great ideas. So it's really just about connecting and engaging. And, um, you know, I think so much of our success has been due to people giving us feedback, doctors, patients. Um, it's been, it's been really important to listen to that. So I think if you, you just open your ears and listen, you know, they can, they can help you move even, even further, even faster. So it's been, it's been great, but I would agree with you. Um, you know, we're going to really, really see this grow. And I encourage physicians that are listening or anybody associated with a physician's practice, you know, we, we want to help as much as we can. Um, you know, we want to be able to do community events with doctors. There's some been some really awesome events we've done that, you know, it's not really about spending a lot of money all the time. It's just about engaging. We had a, a, a patient, actually her husband was the patient and it's been working so incredibly for him. She organized her entire neighborhood to a community center and brought her doctor and us to the community center to do an educational talk about cannabis and I, I think probably over 150 people showed up. Wow. And it was unbelievable. Like, you know, it was just one woman who was really passionate who told, I swear she probably fired her neighborhood, and they all showed up to learn. And it was awesome. So that kind of stuff, I think we we want to do more of that every day. And it really starts, you know, like we said before, grassroots you know, everybody share their experience and, you know, people are interested in this and they just don't know that it's there. And, you know, we want to, we want to make that, we want that awareness to really, to really ramp up this year. So we're excited. Yeah, that's really exciting. That's awesome that it sounds like a patient's caregiver organized that meetup like that. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I, I mean, and it was really, I think what's interesting, it was really just sort of, um, being at the right place at the right time, we were at another event and she showed up and she's like, Hey, this is happening on Saturday. You know, it's like Wednesday and we're like, you know, whatever we need to do, we'll be there. And, you know, again, it's about being flexible. It's about, you know, really engaging with the patients because those opportunities come from those moments. Um, and so it's just, that's really what we're focused on, but it was, it was awesome. So I think if we can just rally, you know, more patients, they, the patients have really a lot of power in helping us move this forward too. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah, they definitely do because their eyes and ears to, um, the program mm-hmm. on both ends, you know, on the products and the physicians and being receptive to that. I mean, I've seen the true clear cartridge change through patient feedback uh like mm-hmm. you said the physicians with the colors on the tips i mean a lot of advancements with the product the the new cartridge style yeah different carts we've been testing based on patient feedback and yeah absolutely i mean it's you have to listen Absol- <laughs> you, you know what everyone to wants to know though right they want to know when the true stick's going to be available so so very soon i so, promise <laughs> man <laughs> um, no, seriously, uh, 
seriously very 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 soon um follow us uh on facebook i wish i i was actually hoping um to be able to say the exact date today um but I, I can't right now, but I promise it will be soon. And maybe I'm not sure um, when you're planning on uh, making this go live, but maybe I can get a better answer um, before it does. But so very soon, we promise. I know that people <laughs> were mad at me when I posted Kim's podcast and mentioned the true stick like on the um, on the post because they thought they were going to find out when it was available. But that is coming out with a new strain. As well, yes, right? it'll be a brand new strain, which will be exciting. Um, we think it's an, an excellent strain people are going to like. And then obviously we're going to continue to uh, have new strains for, for that product. But it, it, it'll be worth the wait. Um, and, you know, it's just it's some of the challenges that you kind of go back to what you were asking before. How do you how have you guys gotten so much done? And, and really we get, you know, setbacks like this, like we would have liked to have seen it come out a little earlier, but you know, it's part of part of the growing pains and making sure we have, you know, one of the big pieces is making sure our staff is trained really well on a product before we release it. And as we grow, that takes longer. And we want to make sure that if you give us a call at our call center about a new product, that they actually are very educated on it. But we have, a, you know, like you said, hundreds of employees now. So it's important that, you know, we really make sure we are experts on the product that's coming to market before, you know, we, we promote it to patients because we've certainly done it the other way and it's not a good patient experience. So we're, I swear we're so, so close. Um, and I promise it'll be really great. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely going to be great. That's why everyone's anticipating it so much. I know, I know it's exciting to see that anticipation. It's, I know it's disappointing. Um, I know we have the same phone calls and emails and Facebook asking all the time. So we're, we're feeling, uh, the anticipation and the pressure. And uh, it's sort of like opening a store. Um, we are just as excited <laughs> and anticip- anticipating that um, as the patients are. So I think what's really fascinating about the patients and ourselves is we all we all have the same goals and anticipations. And sometimes might not on the patient side might not feel that way, but we really, we really, are like extremely patient focused and we we know you know what what patients are anticipating and what they want and what they need and so i think what's really fascinating is we we want all that too it's just we have to make sure we're following all the rules and going through all the processes and and create the best experience around that product but uh you know we we feel your anticipation very very much and we are the exact same (laughs) exact same way anticipating this very much Oh yeah, for sure. I just, I didn't think that you would have a date for me. I was kind of hoping, sounds like you'd be able to say it pretty soon. Um, so that's, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it because as, as much as I love using the true clear and I mean, it's my favorite product that, that pen will be really handy. It is. It's a lot more uh, versatile than the actual true clear. I mean, true clear is incredible, but you know, we have a whole section of our patients that, that love vaporizing products. And so they're sort of, they want that strength. They want that uncut, you know, concentrate to be able to vape. So we, we understand it is coming um, and we are really excited about it. So stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to expand on what you were saying, uh, I know a patient, he's a combat veteran. He has um, really bad dizziness. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where he does, he can't 
hold down a, a regular job anymore. He just dizzy spells are too bad from a TBI, mm-hmm. and only concentrates will bring that dizziness down to where he can you know function fairly normal throughout the day. And I I've known him for a while, and I just found this out the other day. It blew my mind. Wow. You know, I think what's a challenge to this particular, I know it's a challenge for us is, you know, our goal is to have a product for everybody, right? We want to have something that, and and we're, we're there, we're halfway there, I think with, you know, we've got different delivery methods and strengths and, and, uh, strains. And so in order to be able to create something, like you said, just this particular patient has to have this particular product. You know, it really is just our goal is just to be able to grow more and produce more product because in order for us to reach that goal where we have that special particular something for everybody, you know, it's just going to take time. So we we hear these stories all the time. And I mean, that's our that's our end goal is so that every single patient who has a preference can swing by a true leave and have their product available. So just know that 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 is our goal and we're working day and night to to reach that. Yeah, and you'll get there, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just time and some things are obviously restricted by what you can and can't do according to the law. Of course. Well, of course. Tori, I really appreciate you joining me today. This was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is It's always great to to talk and to, you know, share some stories and experiences and, um, you know, we're always here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I look forward to hearing from some of the patients. And uh, just to throw this out there, anyone listening, if anybody has a story that they want to tell, you want to write about, you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, email me, robert at net. And can you uh, tell us again for the listeners what those websites are, that, how they can connect with you, the one for the physicians, uh, how they can order online, you know, your social media Sure. So we're our social media. We're Facebook, True Leave, uh, True Leave Florida on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to order uh, products directly from our website, pick them up in a store, have it delivered. It's trueleave.com slash shop. Uh, we have um, a physician specific website that we created to help doctors through the process. It's called Dr. True Leave drtrueleave.com and we're constantly updating that and making it better for to help kind of navigate physicians through this process and we're going to have actually an app launching pretty soon too so stay tuned for that excellent thank you victoria thank you so much have a great day you're welcome you too bye 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 thanks have a great day you've been listening to the marijuana solution a well a well marijuana solution The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.